Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff. You definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yankees waited till 6.58 and 35 seconds to announce a lineup before beating the Rays on Tuesday night. What did it mean? Probably something. They tried to pull off a trade and couldn't do it until 12.45 in the morning. We're going to talk this stressful win. We're going to talk who in the bullpen's got to go. We're going to talk about losing two relievers, one of whom we definitely expected to get rid of, one of whom we thought might be sticking around for the long haul because he is the Brett Gardner. The bullpen can't get rid of him, can't be killed, always ends up on the roster no matter what. But Luis Sessa deserves better than that. Yes, that's who is gone. He's now a Cincinnati Red. So is Justin Wilson. Sessa went from a pretty not great long man to a pretty reliable option Somebody we wanted to close out the game at Fenway Park on Thursday, and now he's part of a salary dump. Is this all a part of a master plan? Will we get a trade during this podcast record? We're hopeful, kind of, maybe, sort of, but the longer that passes without a big move and the longer that passes before we fill out the roster prior to a game that does have to get played on Wednesday night, the less optimistic we are. Folks, 
Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer that, but the Yankees aren't the only game in town. The Olympics, Euros, baseball, other teams, the good baseball teams, they're playing. Major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped. That's tame, not trame, trame, not a word. The leaders in below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation performance package includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0, which you can use to trame your pubes. You can't trame. Once again, not a word. The world's starting to open up, and the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts. Performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag. You need that ball deodorant because you're going from outside parties to indoor spaces again. And whether you need to put on a mask or not, you definitely need to mask your nether regions. The Lamar 4.0 is here to take the podium. It's got a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, a 7,000 RPM motor in that bad boy and a new multifunction on off switch, which can engage a travel lock. You've also got a 4,000 K LED spotlight, which you might need uh, on occasion. Not sure why. If you're feeling the manscaped, Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the show. What a whirlwind Tuesday. Overall, pretty good setting us up for a loss on Wednesday, but hopefully some more player movement. Oh, the loss is coming. But And, of course, they can't make it easy on Tuesday. Up 3 nothing seems like they're cruising. Jordan Montgomery gives uh, as good of an outing as he could, runs his pitch count up to over 100 through five innings, but doesn't, doesn't give up a single run. Um, just five hits and three walks, struck out five, and then Chad Green comes in, and it's more the same. Gives up, uh, gives up a two-run homer to make it 3-2, and then we're shitting our pants. Thank God uh, Brian Lamar comes through with that late homer. Um, what is the, yeah, yeah. I, Brian, Brian Lamar, dude, he really he just he gets on top of pitches when he when he when he, he he's just aggressive at the plate, which is what you want to see from a guy who's who's down there at, at the bottom of the order, just trying to capitalize on something. Oppo Ryan Lamar is great. It's yeah. a good time. He, he knows how to hit pitches to the opposite field. Yeah, he attacked that one against the Phillies for the walk off. You know, you know, you're getting a fastball for 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 some of these if you're a, a hitter of his caliber. So attack it, dude. Blasted that one into the right field seats, gave the Yankees a 4-2 lead. Then the Rays, of course, score again um, in the eighth. Britain gets uh, Britain gets very lucky with that double play ball. I'm gonna call it Should've luck because more. he just yeah he just doesn't look good. Britain Zach nope. Britain Zach Britain is a good pitcher. I don't know what has happened. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I do know what's happened. There's been a lot of things um, that have contributed to his downside this season, but. Uh, I'll say it again before we get anything else. Him or Chapman need to go. It, it has to happen before Friday. Um, I, I really don't care what what it takes. Um, if we're going to get rid of guys like uh, Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson, Justin Wilson, who thank God we got rid of, it was never the right fit. It never felt like the right fit when we're coming up with a creepy contract for some guy who has waiting has been waiting to sign that late in the offseason. And then Luis Sessa, I know some fans might be upset about that. The Yankees held on to him through all of his bad years uh, when he was very much not good um, and then finally trade him when he is good. But let's be realistic. He just was not going to be the the 8-9, the 7-8-9 high leverage pitcher that the Yankees needed. I understand that at this point, he probably looked a little bit more consistent than uh, Green, Britton, and Chapman, but he's never been thrust into that role. It was risky to thrust that upon him at this point in the season. Um, nonetheless, though, uh, Chapman escapes striking out Nelson Cruz on that filth. Was that a split finger? That was a split finger, right? 
Uh, the the or final pitch, yeah. yeah, bad. It was a slider, it slider was? right to the outside edge. Really, yeah. it, it was. 85. I mean, it was beautiful. It, it had like a, it had a sick dip to it, which made me think it was a split finger. Um, but nonetheless, ends the game on that beautiful pitch. Uh, after getting into some trouble with uh, putting putting two runners on after striking out the first two batters of the inning, nonetheless, Yankees can't make it easy. Once again, three for 16 with runners in scoring position. Um, Gio Rochelle's rocket double and Lamar's home run are the difference in this one. Um, and then after the game, Sessa and Justin Wilson are gone. What's to come? We don't know. This is obviously a move. They call it a salary dump move. What did they save here? Two, three million dollars. It's one point three million as of in, now. in total. It's Joey Gallo money. It's Joey Gallo luxury tax money. It's enough so that they can add him without having to wiggle anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, they're clearing roster spots. How many times have we said it? We want more roster spots cleared. We we want more guys gone. Uh, uh, the, the next moves have to be maybe one of those two relievers that I was just talking about, or maybe even Chad Green at this point. I don't know. Uh, in terms of guys not coming back, we it, it, at this point, uh, Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar simply cannot come back. It's just going to create more uh, roster questions. Uh, the Yankees have had enough guys playing out of position this year and guys who are not adequate on defense. So uh, I don't know what this... Uh, I, my gut feeling is not Gallo. My gut feeling is Trevor Story, just because I think that... Um, with how bad of a year he's been having uh, and in and out with injuries and, and whatnot. Um, I don't think the Ro- I think the Rockies are w- going to want to at least get more than a compensatory draft pick or whatever it may be uh, if, if he rejects the qualifying offer. So, um, and at this point they need a center fielder. If they trust Tre- as Trevor story can play center field, or if they want to shift around the infield. And I don't know at that point, if you acquire Trevor story and, you move Glaber back to second and you move DJ to first. What do you do with Luke Voigt? I don't know, but I just don't feel like it's Gallo. And I really don't know why. What do you think? I was more excited when I read about the trade than when I read about Ken Rosenthal uh, yeah. and what he had to say at one in the morning. Let me just pull that up to, to give you the specifics because it immediately felt like, uh-oh, here, uh-oh, oh, this is the beginning of something. There is no way the Yankees are clearing out two bullpen guys with, you know, a short bullpen and a short bench on Wednesday. They're not going to go into a game against the Rays, once again, with the pitching matchup that's probably unfavorable, but they're not going to enter a Rays game with less than a full roster. They can't call back up Abreu. They can't call back up Krisky, Nelson. All these guys are within the 10-day window. What's coming? Rosendahl says Yankees trade likely precursor to other moves. And I'm like, uh-uh, yeah, oh yeah, wet my lips. Uh, team looking to upgrade bullpen, possibly add shortstop left-handed bat. Mm. What? Mm. What? looking to upgrade bullpen before possibly adding a shortstop or a lefty bat, you need all of these. I mean, you definitely have to upgrade your bullpen, but if you're trading Sessa and Wilson just to maybe upgrade the bullpen again with different people, and then you forget to add offense and especially a lefty bat like that, this, this is, this has to set the the stage for a huge move, not a reload of the bullpen where we end up with another clay Holmes type It's four years of control on his 99 mile an hour sinker that never hits the strike zone. Oh, great. Thanks. Uh, Clay Holmes is probably going to come in in the sixth inning of a two-two game today. By the way, just preparing you guys for yep. that. Um, that's the lock of the century because there's there's nobody in the pen. Um, not that Luis Sessa is someone you must hold on to forever, even though the Yankees seemingly you know never got rid of him. He doesn't have to be an eternal Yankee. He's a he's a valuable middle innings guy, um, and 
he's somebody who people were, you know, starting to have more faith that they probably should have in and, and being like, why didn't he close Thursday night at Fenway? Why didn't he come in while Jonathan Loisaga was having a meltdown? That's probably not how Luis Sessa should be used at any point, but it, it shows that he was finally, you know, garnering faith and people were actually believing in Luis Sessa. And just like that, the Yankees dump him and, and Justin Wilson as quickly as they possibly can for a player to be named later. The Wilson money is next year. He has a $2.5 million player option, which like imagine Justin Wilson declining a $2.5 million <laughs> player option after he, you know, threw to a 7.5 ERA this year. The just and Wilson experience was terrible. The Yankees should have dumped him for whatever they could have gotten. He apparently had a hamstring issue all year. And he came back and he blew that game when they were down to the final strike in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then Boone was like, hey, he's got a hamstring thing. We're going to put him on the IL. Great. Why was he in the game? I don't know. I'll, I'll never know. They put him on the IL. He comes back. Boone's like, he's looked a lot stronger since the hamstring thing. He gave up what, like five or seven earned runs to the Mets in that, you know, awful, awful, absolute mental collapse in the first game of the Subway Series. Uh, the Justin Wilson experience was terrible. He never got better. He was probably a better option than Brooks Krisky at the end of Thursday night's game, and that's the best thing I'll ever say about Justin Wilson's second tenure in pinstripes. If this is to actually do something and get a job done and go get Gallo, Andy, and Kennedy, great. Um, I do understand, though, clearing money for next year, and I do understand... Um, you know, I I got I understand not wanting to pass the luxury tax for this current Yankees roster. I really get it. But after the win on Tuesday night, which wasn't easy, which included Zach Britton getting really lucky when he basically had the tying run, you know, already walking to the plate with Mike Zanino up. The Yankees are now the favorites for the second wildcard spot. They're also a game in the loss column out of that second wildcard spot right now. They have way fewer wins than the Oakland A's, but only one more loss. they're probably they're about to hit the soft spot of their schedule. If they're ever going to make a charge, it is going to be August in the first half of September. I think everybody knows this. And I think this is the most likely chance for the Yankees to actually make a move. But if they follow this up with just another shuffling of the deck chairs in the bullpen, that's going to be a monstrous disappointment. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be, it's got to be a combo. Everyone's talking about the 2016 uh, trade deadline and how we kind of did a hybrid sell-off. This has to be a hybrid buy, in my opinion. You got to yeah. be buying for 2022 because they're not blowing up this roster for 2022. They're not exactly going to run it back, but they're going they're going to retool in a different way to get this roster for next year to to give one last hurrah. Whether that's acquiring Joey Gallo, who's under club control through next year, whether it's acquiring Jose Barrios, who's under club control through next year, whether it's getting Trevor Story and convincing him to sign a contract extension and figuring out your um, your infield makeup, or whether or not he could play center field based on how they feel about his athleticism. Um, I don't really know uh, what the price tags of these guys would be. There's a lot of just shit floating around on social media. We could talk about whatever uh, the twins want two top 100 prospects in an MLB ready player for Jose Barrios. I doubt Brian Cashman would do that. Um, the reason I'm looking, I'm zoning in on story is because the Yankees are always looking for under the radar buy low guys. Joey Gallo is not a buy low guy. He's He's got 24 home runs. Uh, that's two more than every single left-handed hitter on the Yankees this year. Uh, his he's his he's OPSing very well. Um, his def- he has I think he has the most or second most putouts from the outfield this year. Um, Joey Gallo has grounded into nine double plays in his career, yeah. which is the stupidest stat I've ever heard. But it's absolutely true. hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I mean they'll they'll use all those negotiating chips against the Yankees because right now he's the antithesis of whatever the Yankees are doing. Um, but I just don't know 
if they're going to overpay for somebody like that. That's why I look at story who just got hit on the hand with a 99 mile an hour fastball courtesy of Shohei Otani, uh, who has been struggling with some injuries this year, who hasn't exactly been himself uh, heading into a contract year. Unfortunately, the Nolan Arenado trade certainly uh, sucked the wind out of that franchise for sure. But that's a perfect, uh, that's a perfect, in my opinion, buy low guy who you think can be versatile. um, And you think you can maybe get to stick around and you can get on the cheap and you know that if he's motivated in a situation where there are playoff aspirations, I'm not saying there are playoff aspirations in New York right now, but if we're talking three or four more straight wins or, you know, rattling off eight of the next 10, then that's, that's a different story. Um, then you can get story playing on the level that he was. Uh, I just not so sure he's in a, an environment conducive to uh, his, his mental and physical state right now because of, because of how bad the Rockies have been. But um, I'm looking at that uh, in terms of other pitchers. I just kind of don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to wing it this year and just wait to see what Cashman does because we talk about pitchers every year and how valuable uh, certain relievers are simply just because they've been performing well over the last month or two. Um, Again, those are not people Cashman's going to buy. So I'm curious to see what relievers he does go after and he's going to have to go after a starter. Um, And I'm not sure Kyle Gibson is a guy who might be the answer. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be no Max Scherzer's definitely not coming. And I don't think that's somebody the Yankees would overpay for at this juncture, given where their roster is. So um, I'm ready to sit back and relax and watch what happens because clearing these roster spots definitely has me intrigued and encouraged about what's about to happen. And there's going to be new Yankees on the team. We can guarantee yeah. that whoever they are. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more breakdowns of the game we just saw. So you're right. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. I mean, Max Kepler last night left the winning run at third with one out in the bottom of the 10th and struck out. So I feel like he's probably the person most likely to be a Yankee at the deadline. <laughs> um, if he's already, if he's doing that in Minnesota right now, um, John Sterling, John Sterling summed it up yesterday. It was great. He's losing his mind. Did you hear his call in the first inning? Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Just uh, when they bases loaded one out for Glaber, he's like, ground ball shorts out. There's going to be a double play flip to second on to first. Oh, goodbye. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. It's over. Good night. Thank you. Um, and basically reading off Yanks go yard tweets. Like it's, it's awesome. Um, everybody's losing their minds, but yeah, there, there were, uh, th- this was as difficult as possible. Winning this game felt like the Yankees won three games in one game. And if they'd lost, it would have felt like three losses. Uh, it sets them up nicely. You know, we all, uh, yeah, there's nobody wants to be this guy. Um, and say that, you know, winning three out of seven games at Fenway and at the trop is fine, but kind of is kind of is fine um if that happens they just need to win one of the final two now of course there's a pretty good chance they end up going uh i don't know what two two and uh, how many games what was this four fenway three here so yeah two and five pr- pretty bad um not exactly what you want but relatively acceptable <sighs> somebody's coming somebody is, i mean again they can't they can't bring a Brayu and Krisky and nelson back as much as you hate those people 
They they can't. They, they need to fill gone. the bullpen with. They need to fill the bullpen with names. They they could theoretically sign someone like Adam Warren or Stephen Ridings to an MLB contract and use the roster spot. Uh, John Boy, I think, was correct when he said it felt like they waited so long to release the lineup yesterday because they really thought that they could figure out how to get the you know Wilson and Sessa to another team by then. They actually cut to Sessa at some point during the late innings of the Tuesday game, and he looked like he was on his phone in the bullpen showing people stuff. Kind of <laughs> felt like he knew he was getting traded and he was not being used, um, and then they come out two hours after the game ends. Uh, that was kind of weird. Um it felt like they were trying to get the deal done ahead of time so they didn't have to demote Abreu and lose him for 10 days, but then they did that anyway. So you might end up seeing a rando selected to a major league contract tonight to come to the drop and help people out. I don't know who's on the taxi squad. They better get a deal done by game time tonight because they're, they're now short on everything. They're just they're You can't play two crucial divisional games as much as we think they might lose this one anyway at the drop prior to the deadline without players you, you can't have fewer players you can't do three innings of sal romano maybe you could maybe you could sal romano lucas Lickey. who was the other one that was available that wasn't good clay holmes our clay hero holmes. Clay, oh, yeah, holmes. We, clay holmes we have no idea what to expect from him so it'll be a skeleton crew tonight and then you got garrett cole on the mound tomorrow so um if that was what they had to do to clear roster spots at that juncture whatever i mean just win the series and then the, and no one will even care um, but you look at the trade candidates and look, Craig Kimbrell's not coming to town. I think I, I think no, thank you though. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's it, that that'll cost so much. And we're the last people to prospect hug, but that's just not, that's not what, that's not what the Yankees need to spend on at this point. If they're going to, if they're going to give away serious assets, it's gotta be something that uh, it's gotta be someone who's an everyday player or a starting pitcher. That's going to be here probably beyond 2021. Um, John Gray, could he be packaged in with Trevor Story if that's what they're thinking? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure, again, how much that would cost. Adam Frazier being dealt for as little as he was kind of has kind of thrown me for a loop at this point. Um, yeah. So I, I really just don't know what to expect. Then again, you kind of look at the Padres farm system, and uh, some teams might just like well, – Top 10 prospects in one team's farm system just might not be comparable to top 15 prospects in another team's farm system. So the Padres are widely viewed to have a top three farm system. Um, So, uh, you know, you have teams that look at maybe the Yankees and you see Clark Schmidt and Davey Garcia at the top. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going for them. Uh, Whereas the Padres system is so deep. The Yankees is also very deep, but the Padres is so deep that, it would seem like I guess these players are being devalued based on, Oh, he's being traded for a number eight and a number 17. What does that mean? It just probably means those, that that organization values those prospects a little bit more. Um, So I don't know. It's always confusing. It's always different. Nobody's ever, nobody ever hits it on the head. Jim Bowden, I mean, is wrong every single time. Uh, Mark Feinstein has had some, Mark Feinstein has had some insane trade pro- MLB network, whatever the fuck they were doing yesterday. Holy shit. Po- Anthony Castor Vince, Anthony Castor Vince on MLB.com had a uh, judge to the Braves for drew waters and some mystery dudes. And then was like, will it happen? No, the Yankees aren't going to sell Aaron judge. Thanks though. It's like, why yeah. the fuck did you put pen to paper to do that? Like I have no that's idea. That's a fan-sided article. All of <laughs> that's, not a, that's not an MLB. <laughs> yeah, that's not MLB.com. That's a blog. We article. would write why, what would have to happen? How would it look? Yeah. And then MLB.com is doing crazy trades. Aaron judge. Will it happen? Nope. No. Okay. Thanks for answering your own question. 
But MLB Network, yeah, had Jason Dominguez going for Byron Buxton. They had a thread going of insane, of insane. It was a thread. It wasn't just one or two trades. It was the Red Sox getting Scherzer for who, an eight and an 11 prospect? For, for Blaze Jordan and Nick York, their yeah. first round pick from last year, who everybody agreed was not good. This is Mark DeRosa going, what do you guys think about this? Hey, I came up with this. How you guys feeling? I went absolutely insane. I looked at prospect lists for the first time in my life last night, and I came up with this. Okay, thank you. Put it on TV. <laughs> Put it on TV. Get it on oh, the Oh, Mark, airways. that's good. Mark, that's great stuff. Put that immediately on TV. Oh, yeah. Anyway, there were more. Uh, I don't want to go through them because they're they're truly mind-bending. But then we keep going through this list. Kyle Gibson, is that a guy the Yankees want, especially after his recent regression? Probably he'll cost a little bit more because he's under contract next year, too, I believe. I don't know. Richard Rodriguez, if they were to make a deal for him, I'm sure they would have just done it with Holmes or something. Uh, he probably costs a lot and because <laughs> he's under club control for a while, but he's going to be like 32 or something. So I, don't, I just don't know if that's the answer. You got a guy like Merrill Kelly, who I think he's he's OK. He eats an innings. inning soaker. Yeah, yeah. inning soaker, four and a half million this year. Well, I guess by the time you get him, it's only two million. And then it's like a five and a half million team option next year. Hey, um, I tell you, I tell you what, uh, th- this is making me the most unpopular guy in the room because it sounds like I'm doing Hal Steinbrenner penny pitching for him. Yeah. But a package we haven't talked about that actually feels only feels like a letdown if you're thinking about Gallo and stuff is Merrill Kelly and Cole Calhoun. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah that's not I, I think that's something that's uh, that's like uh, tier two at this point. I don't think that's completely unex. I don't think fans would be super surprised by that. And I wouldn't put it past the put it past the Yankees to to spend that cheaply. But then you have then you have a guy like Ian Kennedy who's who will be owed seven hundred thousand dollars once he's acquired on July thirtieth. That's a back end bullpen guy you can kind of deploy wherever. Um, and his uh, his four seam fastball has been really good this year. Uh, in I guess his his thirty one appearances or whatever it is. Ryan Tapera having a good year. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, yeah I don't that, nothing's entirely sexy. Um, and it's all just going to do Caleb Smith. They were talking about a couple days yeah. ago, uh, just things that players, I don't know what they'll cost players. I don't know how many, like how many starters do the Yankees need? How many relievers do the Yankees need? Are they going to trust and trust somebody to come up from uh double or triple a at some point to, to give them some electrifying late season innings? I, I just don't know. So uh, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider um, and a lot of variables to kind of weigh here. And I just don't think this year we're going to get a clear picture in terms of what people, what, what certain players are going to cost. Like I said, because Adam Frazier threw everyone for a loop. Padre system is evaluated probably differently than many other farm systems. Um, and I like, I don't even know what the, what did the Rays give up for Nelson Cruz? Like I, I didn't even see that. Was it, was that anybody significant? It was somebody more significant than I thought. It was like a top 10, a back like 10 or 11 ish hmm. prospect. Joe, something i don't think that's with a, another yeah. guy i don't this think is a hard-hitting deal. analysis you pay for yeah. joe yeah joe joe prospect um yeah, yeah they dealt like... they delta joe up to uh <laughs> you ever heard of delta variant yeah they delta joe up to uh minnesota that's uh, not nelson crazy cruz, though he's the best no. dh he's probably the best dh in the league nelson cruz is really good um yeah. Yeah, thanks thanks to nelson for showing up on tuesday by the way very helpful stuff yes um uh, arolis chapman uh, of course i mean and now we're just off. Now we're just off the rails because I am now officially back on board, like endorsing the Merrill Kelly Cole Calhoun package. 
Like, ooh, Kelly leads. Kelly leads the NL and game started. Uh, mm. Kelly won 21 innings, uh, 123 innings, 121 hits. Oh, okay. Over 100 strikeouts. All right. FIP 389. Okay. Like, uh, I'm, I would be in for Merrill Kelly for sure. I'm not arguing that this is a, a poor use of resources, especially because it wouldn't cost much. That would end up being like Ant Duhar and your 20th best prospect for Merrill Kelly and Calhoun. Uh, it's not going to be that expensive. But then again, I'm in until Merrill Kelly is starting a game at Yankee Stadium against the Red Sox and it's 7-1 in the second and you're just watching like 89 mile an hour fastballs not clip the corner and you're like, couldn't Masahiro Tanaka do this? What, what is this? Um, but shout out to uh, Aroldis Chapman. Got to give him one shout out before we leave. Before I just start getting on board with the trade deadline strategy of buying like eh guys after clearing eh people to the Cincinnati Reds, like I don't want to endorse that. I think it's I think it's kind of pathetic. Um, let's give a roll to Chapman a brief shout out for what he did on Tuesday. It was 0-2. Uh, 0-2 to uh, Manuel Margot with one out. And he's just blowing mm. fastballs by people. He finally found his fastball and velocity and location at the same time. Gary Sanchez calls for a slider. He throws it. Uh, Margot lines it in the center, basically gets a hit. Greg Allen saves the game with a diving catch. Cool. 0-2 again to Wander Franco. The 0-1 fastball he threw was amazing. One strike away. There was a 1-0-3 fastball in the inner half, up and in. Franco fouls it back. So I don't disagree with wasting one on that 0-2. He does, and then he never gets it back. It's curveball yep. way out of the zone, slider again. The booth is like, where's the fastball? There's the slider again. Bad, 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 bad. He falls behind 3-0 on Nelson Cruz. He completely loses it. Sanchez and Chapman lose the zone with their pitch selection. Bad, bad, bad. Everyone's very upset. Fastball in or half to Cruz. Cruz probably could have swung, didn't, takes on 3-0. Fastball right on the inside corner to Cruz after a couple lobs to first keep the runner close. Perfect pitch. 3-2 to Cruz is the best slider I've seen from Chapman in months. So congratulations to a rolled this. My fingernail is falling off Chapman on a really good job in a mid-inning recovery. Yeah. Uh, my sh- You want to know my shout-outs? I got two big I do. ones. Uh, yeah, well, actually, I have three. Uh, Gary Sanchez with that fucking rocket throw out in the first inning, getting yep. Manuel Margot trying to steal third, because guess what? You know, if he steals third, he's coming home. It doesn't matter what happens. Swinging bunt, ground out, pop up. He's coming home and then it's one nothing. And then the Yankees are playing out of a hole. So tremendous throw from him. Uh, he had two walks, two strikeouts, nothing special, but uh, DJ LeMay, who 36 on base streak for everybody out there who thinks he's the problem with the Yankees. He's a leadoff hitter getting on base 36 games in a row, which is the longest streak for any Yankee in 10 years time. Um, and then finally, Rugnet Odor blowing by Phil Nevin's stop sign on that Gio mm-hmm. Urshela double. Uh, a hot take, Phil Nevin might be the worst third-base coach in the league uh, with the amount of guys he sent this year who have been thrown out by a mile. Kind of hard guess, to believe. Yeah, yeah. so Rugnet Odor, big fuck you to Phil Nevin, is safe because guess what? You test the defense. You test the shortstop who's halfway out in the center field to throw that ball home. That, that I think that's what you I think that's the smart play to do. I understand there's zero outs at that point, and then you get runners on second and third. But you know the Yankees aren't getting anybody in after that because they didn't get a runner from home from second after that. So uh, great job by those three guys, and uh, obviously finally Lamar uh, attacking that attacking that ball on the first pitch and depositing it into the seats. That run ended up being super important for us. Um, this is the kind of baseball I love to see. Greg Allen with the diving catch. Everyone's contributing a little bit here and there. Uh, can't really complain with that performance outside of what uh, Britton and Chad Green did. Uh, even though Britton got out of the inning, it's still extremely frustrated. He has countless, countless at-bats that go 10, 12 pitches 
and he's always walking the first or the second guy at the inning. Um, so those are the guys I'm fed up with, but uh, positive vibes after that one. Uh, playing with house money today. We'll see if we can get a cheapy bullshit win with absolutely nobody on the roster as of right so now. I am doing all this refreshing because I want to see if there are trades that are going down. And John Boy with an actually very helpful tweet that invalidates some of the concern. Uh, the 10-day rule apparently does not apply if the player getting called back up is replacing a player who got traded. Did anybody Ooh, know that? I did not I did, know that. So Albert Abreu can come back today. Wow. Um, so still not encouraging. We dumped two veterans from the bullpen. But if nothing goes down, Albert Abreu can come right back. I, he might not even have left the stadium. Something The vibes felt weird when they took so long to demote Abreu and Floreal. It made me think they were involved in a Joe Gallo trade. Like It, mm-hmm. it kind of just felt like they were in no man's land and they weren't on the AAA roster yet, but they just weren't on the team. So eh, who knows? Eh. Keep an eye on it. Um, also shout out now I do watch Joey Gallo. I'm such a, I'm such a loser. I, I, there was a time when I didn't. And then I, I watched the interview, the old interview yesterday where he just did nothing but praise Derek Jeter said he grew up a Yankee fan, um, and a Giants fan and a Knicks fan. And he still keeps in touch with the Giants and Knicks, but, but not the Yankees. He wants to be here. Um, it, it, the interview he did walking off the field yesterday too, in Texas, basically crying, being like, I don't know if I'm having another chance to do this, but I've loved my time. Hey, I want to thank everybody. I felt just feels good that you keep doing the job. You know, I don't know why you hear everything. You don't know if this is the last time you'll mm-hmm. ever get to do this. So I want to say goodbye to everybody. Like, I, I guess I didn't know he sounded like that. And so I'm like a hundred percent in on getting a guy who sounds like, <laughs> like it was very emotional and nice to hear, but also just like knowing Joey Gallo sounds like that. It's like, come to, I, I like in the same way that the Red Sox believe that, and you know, anybody coming who really wants to be a part of the Red Sox is going to buy into whatever Alex core is selling. I just think Joey Gallo coming to the Bronx is going to raise his average like 30 points. I would love Sorry. it. I, I don't not want Joey Gallo. I just don't want Brian Cashman to overpay for it when this no. team is when this team needs like three other things. If he gets three other things, Florial, if it's Florial and Abreu for Ian Kennedy, like we we'll love it. Yeah, fine. yeah. Even though I like what Florial is doing, but I like Florial too. But if you can get somebody who may become yes, yep, Joey Gallo, then yes, you do it. All right. Well, that is it, it for. Uh, oh, you got something. No, no. I said you simply do it. I want to see. I want to see something big. I want to get pumped. I want a reason to be excited. I'm sick of not being excited for now four months. So make me. Excited, you know what somebody. I definitely don't want is what we've what we've had. I don't yes. want any yeah. more of that. Well, you said we. Possible. How many times did we say it? The current construct of the roster a month ago was not winning a World Series, and guess what? The current construct of the roster is very much somewhat in shambles right now. I don't think we're going to see Andujar and Frazier again this year. Uh, Sessa and Wilson are gone. The bullpen, there still could be moves there. Um, we're going to be getting probably uh, Severino and Kluber back within the next three, four weeks. So it's going to look a lot different. And based on the amount of roster spots they're clearing and the guys they can afford to get rid of after wasting these 40-man roster spots on guys like Nick Nelson and uh, and Brooks Kriske, I, 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 I would imagine if the Yankees do do something this year, it's because the current contract of the roster that we were talking about a month ago is no longer uh, the status quo. I mean, nothing is funnier than the fact that a month ago was a hot take when we were like, this iteration of the Yankees roster will not win a World Series. And now it's like Greg Allen and Sal Romano. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, morons. Like, yeah, no. Um, that's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. Guarantee something goes down between this episode and the Friday app. Even though the deadline is Friday, that one is going to be a crunch. We're going to have a tough time getting that out. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. 
And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. And you can read us on YanksGoYard.com. Plenty of trade speculation there. We're trying to connect the dots. We're trying to see who's going to cost what. We're trying to find some under the radar guys that the Yankees should be going after. So uh, there will be changes. They could be fun. They could suck. But we have. I have hope at this point. I'm feeling good. The Yankees obviously know that something needs to be done beyond what's what's happening. And it, it's it's been helpful that they got these few wins, even though so uh, what, whatever happened in Boston over the weekend was was really not good. Uh, it seems that they're in an okay place, and as long as we can still get some decent pitching performances and guys coming through at the plate, uh, add a little bit more to the equation, and we could be talking about a little run here, but once again, not going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, how sucky could the trades really suck? I'm not sure, but we'll find out soon. See you Friday. Jamie's log. Progressive. The Harrington's backyard. Day 27. 3.33 a.m. 3.33. All those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.